Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you in part by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash gear network. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash gear network, G-E-R-E network. While you don't have to do this, if you would like to support us, that is a very easy way to do it. For as little as $2 a month, you can get this podcast as well as all others completely commercial free, as well as exclusive content like Patreon only podcasts, video casts, and blogs that are not regularly available on gearnetwork.com or any RSS feed. Your support helps us continue to keep up with upgrades to software, purchase professional professional equipment and assist us with production costs. Again, patreon.com slash gear network. Do it right now for as little as $2 a month. The following is a presentation of the gear radio network. Hey, this is Cher Ross from Vixen and you're listening to the all best are off podcast with Robbie Vegas. What's up, rock soldiers, creeps, and marks? This is Robbie Vegas coming at you with another episode of the All Bets Are Off podcast. Today we have on our show Raven Black. Uh, Raven is the lead singer of Raven Black, and we're going to dig into how that band got started, uh, where she discovered her voice, tours that she's been on, and a whole bunch of other things. So definitely stick around, check that out, and let us know what you think. Make sure you're following us on social media, ABAO Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can keep up with guests, polls, um, things that we have going on, and, you know, just all around everything to do with the All Bets Are Off podcast. We share all of the episodes, of course, pictures of our guests and things like that. So be sure you give us a follow on there. We're really trying to get that going. It's a fairly new Twitter, so really trying to push that to you guys. Now, before we get into this interview, I do need you to check out UnchainMuscle.uk. Use code RVEGAS20 to save you 20% at checkout for your gym needs. As far as apparel goes, leggings, shorts, tank tops, t-shirts, shaker bottles, gym bags, hats, whatever you may need. And of course, they will donate to Mental Health Charity if you purchase from the mental health charity section. So let's jump in to this interview with Raven herself. Raven, the first thing I want to do is just thank you for being here. I truly appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So I kind of want to start at the very beginning with you. And what got you into music in the first place? Oh, wow. Probably my parents would I would be the best way to describe it. I'm, I've been kind of a music, arts, performing art, kind of a big fan of more of an, an addict to it since I was a kid. As far as I can remember, you know, childhood memories. Uh, preschool, you know, three, four years old, um, just with a 
fresh, you know, just running around singing, belting, dancing, performing with my brother. So <laughs> just really a theatrical family. Okay, very cool. So how old were you when you actually started to sing? I think three. Um, I think I was three because I remember standing at the edge of my parents' bed. Do you know the movie Curly Sue? Yes. So you know how she stands on the bed and does a Star Spangled Banner? Yes. That scene reminds me of me at that, you know, when I was three or four years old. (laughs) So um, I always remember that scene and it makes me laugh because, you know, my dad would look up at me and go like, oh my gosh, you know, like, because I was so loud. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So how old were you when you actually got into your first band then? Uh, My first band was actually at the age of 40, like recently. Um, I never started a band prior to that. In my uh, like 18, 19, 20 years old, I tried to go into music. And at that point, you know, that was like the 80s hair metal scene. And uh, everybody was just trying to get into my pants. So nobody took me seriously as a singer oh wow so i i ended up kind of going towards the dance route so i've had like 19 years of dance training classical dance training and and, uh so i ended up going into the dance world uh choreography and and dancing like hip-hop and and jazz and all that stuff in the 90s um but i I worked for some some pretty cool people wow that's pretty amazing along the way (laughs) and how how long did you do that for you you were doing that professionally I just, yeah, I just did it for about two or three years because it, it wasn't really the pursuit I wanted. I wasn't trying to become a professional dancer. I just loved dancing and, and I was good at it. Um, and I had friends that were involved in music videos and the whole scene. And um, so I did that for about two or three years just for fun. Got paid very well. Uh, met some really great. I used to work for Prince. So I was in his uh, exotic city dance troupe. Oh, wow. Um, in Los Angeles. So I did that for about two years. And then I did some go-go dancing. Back in the day, uh, in L.A. and Hollywood, there were a lot of big nightclubs, you know, dance clubs, mm-hmm. and they had professional go-go dancers. So there was like a circuit of go-go dancers, professional go-go dancers back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I kind of ran with that scene, and that scene crossed over to like music videos, and that kind of scene went into like working for Janet Jackson and going on tour with her and all that kind of stuff. So I almost went on tour, the Velvet Rope tour in the 90s with Janet Jackson because those were my friends, but I didn't have a passport. So my friend Teresa went in my place um, and my best friend Robert was her one of her main dancers. So that that didn't get to happen that tour, but still, you know, that was a circle of friends that I was working with. And the dancing was my choice because most of the choreographers were all gay. So I never, no one was ever trying to get into my pants. <laughs> uh, and uh, I felt safe, but it was more professional, you know? Right. So yeah, yeah I kind of gave up the band and the music scene for a, a long, long time. While, while you're dancing and, and doing all of these things, you're still kind of tied into the music scene, but it's not the metal scene. Correct. So were, were you still like a metalhead or did you just like oh. music in general? I love all kinds of music, but I've always been a metalhead. Um, but it's, you know, classic metal. I mean, hair metal. Prior to hair metal was classic rock, classic metal. My bands back then were like the old school, like Sabbath, Zeppelin, you know, um, that kind of thing. Um, I did get into a period of death rock and goth rock mm-hmm. in my teen, my teenage years. <laughs> um, and, and then I kind of, you know, left after the hair metal scene and then kind of went back into hip hop uh, because of the dance scene mm-hmm. in my early 20s. And then I came back to metal again. But metal's kind of always been around, um, even... You know, it derives from classic rock and stuff, and that's kind of something I grew up with my dad. Uh, so my dad played guitar, and my mom sang in a band 
back in the 60s that they were doing in Asia, you know, and they were called the Black Crows um, in, in Vietnam. I'm Vietnamese. So, oh, wow. you know, they had their little band in the 60s mm-hmm. uh, and they were like, I would say their music is more like alternative rock. New Wave is back then, you know, in the 60s. Uh, definitely not your traditional mainstream. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but they both, you know, still do, do music and stuff like that in their, in their community. Uh, but yeah, I kind of always been, had this little aggressive, rebellious side of me, a very dark side of me. Uh, so metal music and punk music has always been kind of the root of everything. Yeah. So did you, you know, now you're, you're in the dance scene and you're making all these connections. Did that help you when it came time to jump into the music scene or yeah. were you removed from that? No, completely removed because I retired from the dance scene when I was about 27. Okay. And uh, then I went to like a really straight-laced traditional corporate life. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I suffered from depression and, and anxiety and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, when that when that era of music videos and, and that scene kind of died out, you know, I, I was like depressed about everything. And uh, I had, you know, a big heartbreak in my life. And so, you know, I kind of got into a, you know, forget it. Whenever I'm in that scene or being on my creative side, you know, my life falls apart. So I'm, I'm just going to go be a good girl and go to the carpet world and do what I'm supposed to do and, and be a part of the rat race is what I used to call it. I guess I have to be a part of the rat race, you know. And uh, so I did that for many years and, uh, you know, suffocated and, and never got to be the true me the complete me. And uh, it was Steve Jobs. This is a funny quote that people always hear me say. It was Steve Jobs' speech at Stanford that got me where I was sitting in my office in this corporate environment. um, And uh, his speech said something about, you know, if money was not an issue and there was, you had independent wealth, you know, what would you be doing? Mm -hmm. That's what you should be doing. And I sat there and was sitting by myself, single, you know, lots of, I was a millionaire, you know, single woman, millionaire, business owner in California, in the real estate world. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and said, oh my God, that's what I should be doing. You know, like I never got to do my music. I never got to do everything I love and I'm turning 40. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take all my money. I'm going to quit my day job and I'm going to start a band and I'm going to do everything I want to do that I never got to do all these years. Wow. And so here we are. <laughs> that, that is incredible. Wow. So when did you discover like that powerful voice that you have? I, okay, so I've always known I had a powerful voice uh, <laughs> because every vocal coach, every teacher, every choir, every anything that I've ever done in, through acting, through Mark Taper, through anything I've ever done, I've always been given the lead part front and center. But here you get the lead part because you're, you're, loud, you're loud and you have control and power. So I, you know, and I knew I had a range because they would have me sing several different parts with the choir. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always knew that. um, And I knew my vocal teachers have always kind of encouraged me to develop it even more and to do something with it. So, you know, I could definitely say right now, if you went back in time and asked every single one of my teachers, instructors or coaches, did you ever know that she was going to be singing for her career? They would probably say yes. Okay. <laughs> I knew, I knew it, but I always felt like my voice was unique and weird. Weird would be the word. When I was a kid, my brother's friends used to make fun of me and call me Froggy from the Rascals. Oh, okay. Because okay. I always had this weird froggy voice. Um, and then I would make fun of them and, you know, like, oh, what are you doing? Like, I would do that to my brother's friends. So, 
so, you know, that I kind of always knew I had a weird voice thing. And of course, in acting school and being part of Mark Taper as a kid, I would do voice, like voice, different voices, character voices in acting. So, yeah, so I kind of knew I had this weird thing. I just didn't know that I would work for metal. Um, (laughs) And um, the funny thing is I didn't find my growl or my scream till more recently, you know, in the last four or five years. Oh, okay. Um, Just, yeah, just because I was always afraid it would ruin my singing. And that was the fear that I had, that it would ruin my singing because I always heard about surgeries and people losing their ability to sing and uh, from screaming. So until I went and started training with Melissa Cross and Zen of, you know, Queen of Scream and, and really learning the fry, the vocal fry that I have naturally. So that's helped me a lot to feel comfortable about not ruining my singing voice. Okay, so then walk me through uh, how you put together Raven Black. Raven Black. So Raven Black is the in, inner me on the outside. Okay. And that's where it started with, you know, my makeup and my costuming and, and my persona, which is I've, I've spent most of my life hiding who I really am. And, you know, of course, people judging, prejudging a book by its cover. Um, and I'm fully, you know, tattoo sleeved and all that stuff. And, and that has a lot to do with my love for art, my love for tattoos, and my love for the cultural meanings between the art that I've chosen, you know, to put on my body and stuff like that. It tells a story. So, you know, kind of decided that I would do all my favorite things into one thing. Okay. So my love of theater, my love of uh, music, my love of punk, metal, hip-hop, you know, even some pop music. I mean, I still love Madonna and Cyndi Lauper and, you know, like a lot of the old stuff that I grew up with. You know, rock, classical music, you know, um, being able to morph all of my favorite things and not have to leave any one part of it out. Like, it's art. So, like, who's to say I can't dress up and do makeup just because I'm in a metal band? Or who's to say I can't do a character vocal in a metal song, you know, and be my character of the doll? Because growing up, I had a very, very uh, interesting uh, episode with a doll of mine that I was scared of death, you know, of. And I felt that it was trying to strangle me underneath Mm -hmm. my bed. So this has kind of been a haunting thing throughout my life about dolls mm-hmm. and being a girl and every doll that I received for Christmas or birthdays, I, I hated, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I never got in touch with my, my doll side, you know, like the, the innocent little girl who played with dolls and played like, you know, changing diapers and feeding the bottle. I never did that. So I felt like that was a big missing piece in my life. And I realized in that process is that, the doll in me is a little bit wicked and sinister and uh, always brings me back to the doll that was strangling me underneath the bed. So um, that's just my own memory and recollection of it. Right. Um, so whenever I think of dolls, I think it's creepy. And, you know, I, I take it back to my childhood of being f- completely frightened of it when that happened. Uh, so I decided I'm going to make that part of my character. Wow, that is intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and that I would get in touch with that fear that inner anxiety that i had all these years you know dolls and and that i would get to relive that broken innocence you know and make yeah so it's it's a it's a kind of a metaphor kind of a a, an inner conquering of overcoming that fear it's kind of also um my way of getting in touch with my feminine side because i'm a big time tomboy (laughs) always have been and I just never played with dolls and I never was girly. And then I was like, you know, this is good. You know, I wanted to express my complete self in this project. And that's why my earlier on band was called the Raven Black Project. 
because to me it was like a project of myself, of my life. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, and then we changed guitars, so we dropped project and the and just kept it red and black but that's when we changed over to doing the full makeup and uh costuming and and doing the dark metal carnival because i i had to incorporate the band members into my story Mm -hmm. with the doll and i said well you know how do these characters come together and the storyline of how they met why they stay together and why where are they going you know so as a writer i i asked each of them you know something from their past and what their characters would look like on the outside um, and so it was organically kind of developed with their participation. And then I wrote a story about our past lives based on our real past lives. Wow. What that we is each really saw cool. each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like the doctor, like, why is he called the doctor? Well, you know, his story is that growing up, he always kind of wanted to be like a, a doctor, or like a surgeon, like something significant, you know, in life and, and heal people, you know, and like, he wanted to work for the government to like cure cancer and things like that. So I said, well, that's great. So the doctor, but he goes mad, you know, Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he goes mad and because he doesn't like what the government's doing with it, you know? And, and so that story that he gave me from what his personal hopes and dreams were, I morphed it into the doctor, the mad doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. um, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I love horror, you know? So like Raven Black is all my favorite things. I love horror movies. I love vintage horror. I love vampires. I love werewolves. I love the occult. I'm, I'm fascinated by, you know, the occult, the Satanism, a Luciferian. I'm not either one of those, but I'm fascinated to read and learn more about what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illuminati, like every single thing that's out there, you know, I've always kind of been a good read yeah. on like the Quran, the Bible. Like I was raised Catholic, um, but I, I'm so fascinated by people's beliefs and spirituality and all so i had to incorporate that in what i'm doing i wanted to do the upside down cross you know i wanted i want to make people think why does that affect you why does that why is that satanism to you in your perspective because mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with satanism you know <laughs> other than a movie you know but um why do you think that because in urban dictionary the definition of the upside down cross is anti-authoritism which i'm i'm very much for and against it's that duality. So with everything that I put in this big pile of, you know, my favorites, my favorites pile, I realized that there was a duality to everything. Okay. Um, and do you consider yourself religious still? I don't believe, I don't consider myself religious at all. I, I don't, I don't practice religion, although my family does. Mm-hmm. And I respect religion. And I feel that religion is a practice of faith. And I think anyone who practices their faith is a good thing for them whatever their faith may be. So what I've kind of chalked everything up in this discovery is that there's a duality to everything and that the key thing is love and to not judge others. Yeah, absolutely. In in what they believe in. So that's the kind of the underlying message I have in everything I do. Um, And I make people think about why they're judging. And that's the intent. It's not so much that I'm inviting their judgment, but I... I make them think like, wait a second, I'm not, I don't like 666s and I don't like that upside down crowd she's wearing, but man, you know, her message and her song though is really powerful and it's a lot of love Mm -hmm. and it it confuses people. Yeah, actually. You you see somebody good, somebody so good and whole and genuinely Mm -hmm. loving and caring and kind, doing great things and they have this imagery around them, it makes you go, well, maybe you can't really judge all that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that, that kind of brings me into my next question, because when I listen to your lyrics, they're they're very deep and emotional lyrics, and I hear songs exactly. like Still Healing and Damaged, and I wonder where you, you drew that inspiration from. Can you, like, maybe pull back the curtain a little bit on, on one yeah, of those songs? I, you know, I've been through a lot of hurt in my life from very a very young age all the way till now. You know, um, I'm the happiest I am now because I'm truly being who I am, but extremely deep emotional child is probably the best way I could describe myself as a, a young child, you know, call it emo nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can relate to emo teenagers very well till this day mm-hmm. because that's such a big part of who I was as a child and not being too shy and introverted to talk about it to anyone. And, you know, I would rather be isolated than to let anybody see my vulnerability. But I, because I was like that, I was, I was hurt a lot and taken advantage of a lot and mm-hmm. bullied a lot. And being small in stature and being quiet and introverted, I got bullied a lot in every relationship, you know, friendships, you know, being taken advantage of when you're kind or sweet or what I call there's givers and takers in this world. You know, I was always a giver and I was always taken for granted, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So a lot of the steel healing, the disappointment, the um, betrayal, you know, a lot of that hurt, I, I just kind of bottled up and I was, I was a cutter. You know, I attempted suicide when I was 13. I was molested when I was seven. So you can understand the seven sins title, yeah. 13. There's a very deep meanings behind these song titles and, and stuff. But um, I guess my goal was to kind of set it out there, basically to tell my story and in hopes of people through music would be able to relate in their own way to what they're going through or what they've been through and seeing that you can overcome it that there's a way to cope there's a way to hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Embrace your depression. Embrace your issues. Embrace the things you've been through to make you who you are today and that you can be strong by helping others. That is absolutely incredible. And you don't hear that from a lot of metal bands, especially that can that are considered heavier ones, you know. Mm-hmm. So just hearing that from you is really cool. And actually, um, it was about a year ago now, I think, but I, uh, I drove up to London, Ontario. I live in Buffalo, New York. And mm-hmm. I saw, I was introduced to you by my buddy Jack, who plays guitar for Wednesday 13. Oh, yeah. And uh, you were the nicest person that I've ever come in contact with. And he is. He's a sweetheart. That was Wednesday 13, Dope, Raven Black, Static X, and Devil Driver. Yep. And yep. you guys just blew everybody out of the water, and you were on 
first. And I'm a huge Wednesday 13 fan. That's how I know Jack. And I've, I've opened up for them. them and They've become know. like our brothers. We were on tour with them basically all year last year. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that tour. Like, what did that feel like to be a part of that? Because that was a huge deal. That was, that was a big, big tour. <laughs> like, people don't even realize what a gigantic, like, super insane fan I am of Static X. Okay. Like, you know, and, and my favorite song is Reptile, which isn't a huge popular song, you know, not one of their major hits, but, you know, Reptile gets me insane. Like, it, there's something about that song that just gets me pumped up and crazy. And, but like, I joke about it, but like, when, when Wayne was alive, I mean, and Static X was huge in the 90s, as you know. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was like seriously single, and I was like, you know, I want to date him. <laughs> like I want to meet him. I want him. Yeah. Um, and I was madly in love with him, you know, and his hair and his pants and his whole look and his whole energy. I was just like, I, I gotta meet, I gotta go to one of these shows and I gotta meet this guy. Like I want to be his girlfriend. So it's a little weird <laughs> because I, I got to talk to like Ken and, and Koichi and, and Tony and, and they told me their stories, you know, about him. And, and then they're like, man, you know, he probably would have liked you too. Cause you've got a little crazy in you. And I'm like, yeah. But my my crazy is like the good kind, you know. Um, I'm like, there's like the good crazy, and then there's like the crazy crazy, the bad crazy. I said, I'm one of the good crazies, you know. But yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. But man, you know, the first night of the tour, I watched side stage the whole set, and I was crying, and I and it felt so surreal. And you know, every tour, I kind of this tour and Cradle of Filth, I would say those two. Mm-hmm. I woke up the first three days in the in the RV, you know, on the road going. Am I dreaming or really on tour stuff? Like, is this really happening? Because, you know, I, it's, how do you, you know, you start a band and you, you think, oh my God, you know, yeah, it's like wishful thinking. You never think you're going to tour with one of your favorite bands. Right. And then it happens and you're just kind of like, we just did that. Like, that's amazing. You know what I mean? It's, we've been really fortunate as a band, um, as a new band. I, like, we're about to go on tour within this moment. Like, I idolize Maria. Oh, wow. You know? Um, and I'm, I swear to God, I hope I don't look like a goober when I meet her because, <laughs> you know, I, I, there's, there's that. And this is another reason why I'm part doll is there's this whole side of me that's super serious, super deep thinker. You know, I'm an older female, you know, yeah, very independent, um, very like tell it like it is. But then there's this other side of me that's just this silly little girl, you know, I always describe it like, you know, when you have a little sister and she like beats up on your friends and she's like, <laughs> you know, leave him alone. You know, like she's that bratty little sister's like, well, I want to come play. Why can't I play? I can play better than you. You know, like that little feisty little sister, <laughs> the little kid sister. That's me. And I still am like that. And if you have talked to any of my guy friends that are buddies, they'd say, oh, yeah, that's that's her. She'll kick you in the knees, you know, to defend me. No matter how small she is, she she doesn't have any fear, and I I encourage that in little girls, you know, everybody and all of our fans, like our rejects fans, you know, they're called the rejects. They have little girls that are six, fourteen, twelve, and you know, I meet them and I'm just like, yeah, you you speak up for yourself, you be who you are, and you tell them, tell them to your face. You don't like me, step aside, you know, because that's what my dad taught me. Right, right. <laughs> my dad taught me that, you know, don't ever be intimidated. And the funny thing is, like, I have that side of me. But whenever it came to like love or that intimacy, I was so shy and introverted and afraid of being hurt. Mm-hmm. It never worked for me. But on a friendship level or on the outside, I'll beat you up if you mess with my friends or if you hurt, if you try to hurt my brother or my friend, I'm going to kick your ass. 
but if you hurt me, I'm just going to sit there and, and take it. And that's kind of been my my weakness my entire life is oh, wow. I would just take all the hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now you put them into these amazing songs and share them <laughs> yeah. with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've, I've realized that a lot of people do do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's a very common and people thing. People who love the most get hurt the most. I agree with that a hundred percent. That is one <laughs> of the most common things out there. Yeah. So, I mean, I find your music to be very relatable probably for that reason. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, back before we move on from that tour, um, were you a fan of like Wednesday 13 and Dope and, and uh, Devil I, Driver too? I was a fan of all of those bands, yes. And Wednesday 13, <laughs> they, I, you know, I bother him all the time on tour because um, he'll have some new makeup or some new outfit or some new cool prop. And I'm just like, I look at him and I'm just like, I love that. I, you know. I, I always compliment him Wednesday 13, Mr. You know, Mr. Motherfucker. And he's just so creative. You know, I always say like, he's like the brother I never had, you know, <laughs> and, and definitely, you know, our, our two bands complement each other so well. Yes. Um, we just, we just fit, you yeah. know, we just fit. And, um, you know, I just, I hope that he keeps going, you know, like I love what he's doing. We're different musically, you know, we're different musically. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think I'm a little bit more crazy underground metal and he's more like rock metal. You yeah. know, he's more mainstream than I am. He sings more. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, he sings more. <laughs> uh, but he's got a great voice, so, like, that's his thing, you know? He really um, does. And and a lot like you, you guys are both very humble and great people to talk to. Um, he's awesome. He, he really is. I, I opened up for him a few times, and I was blown away by how personable and just how creative and nice and humble he was every single time. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Um, and the guys too, the, the guys, we've gotten to like become really good friends. I mean, even off tour, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they're just really, really nice guys. Like, you know, there's some bands you go on tour with and you're just like, those guys are a bunch of creeps or a bunch of assholes, but no, <laughs> not that band, you know, it's, and then even devil, I mean, we've made some really good friends along the way. And like, it's, it's pretty cool. I have to say, I never, I never thought we would be this far at this time you know by this time right right i understand uh, that for sure so i feel really like fortunate and lucky okay very cool so you you mentioned something earlier and i'm going to kind of bring it back to you now you said you were a horror movie fan mm -hmm. so give me some of your favorite horror mo movies of all time well all the exorcists of course <laughs> and the first one you can never compare anything else to it <laughs> But like, you know, Dracula, I mean, I just sat and watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, then I watched Interview with a Vampire, then I watched Queen of the Damned. Oh man, those are all amazing. Like I just did that three, <laughs> throw three movies back to back like two nights ago. That's awesome. So like, that's more modern, um, anything classic vintage, um, old Frankenstein. I still watch like the Monsters, um, Adam's Family, like the old originals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still have that because now it's on Netflix and stuff. So, yeah, um, and Hulu. So I've been watching a lot. I still love all that, you know. Um, as a matter of fact, I was once I dyed my hair. You know, I just recently put my hair back to parting into the middle and dyeing it back to jet black. Mm -hmm. uh, people are so used to my colorful hair, hair different hair colors, but I went back to my jet black because of this album uh, being darker and darker content mm -hmm. and, and emotion. So I felt that that's the feeling I wanted my hair to look like. So, but it reminded me of like, oh my God, this is the, the look I had back in the day with the Elvira and, you know, <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday Adams and, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is my look from back then. And, you know, I just don't have the length I used to have. I used to have my hair all the way to 
like the end of my back. But oh wow, you know, <laughs> yeah. But it's hard for pigtails, so I still wear pigtails here and there. So this the the little bit past the shoulder length is perfect for my pigtails. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, now I don't know where to take the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So. I guess my next question with that being said, because you were talking about like the monsters and things like that, which I absolutely love. They're my favorite of all time. Um, And that horror genre, does that play into your style when you're writing? Like, do you draw inspiration from that? Even though you're writing about deep, meaningful things, is your love for horror showing through at the same time? Oh, yes. I mean, have you listened to our new single, Hear Me Cry yet? Probably not. Oh, you have. Okay, so good. So Hear Me Cry, you know, in the bridge, I throw right in there. My, my creepy doll horror, you know, scary moment uh, when I go, you know, take these eyes one by one. And, and it's a it's a witch chant. It's a little bit of a of chanting a spell that, you know, because that entire song is about my suicide attempt when I was 13. Oh, wow. OK. And it's it's an anti-suicide song. You know, it's the message is to to cry out for help, to get help mm-hmm. that people will hear you. You know, you can reach out and get help because at the end of the music video, I don't know if you've seen the music video it hasn't been released to the public yet but it's coming soon but at the end of the music video we have the anti-suicide hotline oh Um, that's awesome but at the end of the video this is probably going to be a a spoiler but uh there's a hanging noose and it's empty i'm not in it gotcha so it basically means like if you cry if you cry for help there are people out here who want to help you and you will make it through there is help out here and you're not alone and uh that's what happened with me as i got you know i i was saved you know, from mm-hmm. my suicide. And um, I was only 13 at the time. But, you know, the whole song, um, both musically, lyrically and everything was the different chaos that was going through my mind uh, as I was going through a suicide attempt, which was one moment you're sad, one moment you're, you know, you're crying and then you're. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're angry and then you're psychotic. Because there's a certain psychosis that happens where you kind of get crazy. Um, when you're attempting suicide, there's yeah. a part of you that takes over that you're like, all of a sudden you're like, I wouldn't say evil, but it feels evil because you're about to do something very bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and it makes you kind of go into this like devilish mode, you know, of yourself, this evil version of yourself to be able to accomplish it. So there's a psychosis moment. And that's the part I take in the bridge where she goes and she's like, wants to hurt people and she wants to hurt herself. And, and it, and it goes into the doll voice, which is take these eyes one by one. And then the second half of that bridge, I do that twice. And I go into my eight different vocal layers, uh, <laughs> take these eyes, you know, and I do the high notes and I do the lows and I do the, the snarly voice. And I did a bunch of character vocals and, and my producer meshed those all together for oh, that wow. second half of that bridge. Uh, so those eight voices that you're on me. That is um, incredible. Just, pushed together <laughs> wow. he mixed them all together and it was funny because in the studio he is you know i'm like okay well i'm feeling something else so just keep recording just keep recording i'm gonna try these different octaves and different keys and just 
let's just go with it because I'm feeling something. And he's like, keep going because I have an idea. And I was like, okay, great. Let's just keep going. And so, you know, I was like, I don't know how high I'm going to get at this point, but I ended up hitting my G note, which is my highest range. Uh-huh. And I had to work up to it. So I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to try this G note right now. And, and I did it. And it was like the gremlin, I call it the gremlin voice. You know? Yeah. Um, but he, he, then when I came out of the studio, after tracking that, I had a cigarette and then I came back in and he played them all together, you know, just a quick mix of it. And I was like, yes. Wow. Yes. That is incredible. That's the chaos and insanity that was in my head when, you know, I, I popped an entire bottle of, of aspirin. Yeah. You know, I was 13 years old, you know, I was a little, and then I had this weird, like plethora of my favorite things surrounding my entire bed. Like I got my ballet point shoes and I got my, my, friends pictures and I got like my favorite sweater and my favorite stuffed animal and I put everything on my bed and I lit candles and I was crazy I mean what what 13 year old does that right yeah wow. you know but that I kind of got psychotic and so in this song I was like I have to have a psychotic moment in the song Jeez. you know where I was not like normal I was yeah. not myself and so I did that and so I brought in the creepy doll character for that part so and this is the newest single in the newest music video um yes so when it's coming out, uh, I think it's coming out May first. May first, it'll okay. be released, I believe. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to make sure I got that in there. That is that is really intense, and I'm looking forward to seeing that actually. <laughs> um. And of course, there's screaming and growls, which is the angry part. Um, yeah, because there's it goes back and forth. You know, sad, angry. Um, then you want to fight. You do want to live. You don't want to die. But then you want to die. You want to give up. But then there's that part of you that that's like, no, I don't want to die. So yeah. that's the part that I really wanted to uh, portray in the heavier parts. You know, um, the line is, please hear me cry. Please hear me scream. I'm calling out your name. I've got some fight in me again. Mm-hmm. And those, that line itself, to me, was probably the most powerful line I wrote in that. That song is, I've got some fight in me again. And that's the last lyric of any chorus. Because that basically was like that power of not killing yourself. You know, and that yeah. was the whole message of the whole song. Wow. Okay. I am. Yeah. I'm kind of blown away right now. Like that's, but in a good way, in a good way. Like okay, good. that's, that's incredible. Tell me if I'm talking too much. I no, no, forever. not at all. That's the, the kind of stories we want. You don't want just yes and no answers. No, I've had interviews that go that way. <laughs> no, I've been told. <laughs> oh, I try and, you know, pull more answers out and pull more answers out. And I'm like, well, this was a fun 10 minutes. But <laughs> well, I don't see, I never treat interviews as interviews. I just treat it as a conversation. Yeah, so. that's how it should be. We should just talk and get to know each other, and then a bunch of people listen to it later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't like my interviews to be boring. That's why. So right. I, I just talk. <laughs> I just answer your questions. We're having conversations. Yeah. So, I mean, all that being said, what's what's next for Raven Black? I know that a lot of things are being postponed right now, so I I know that a tour recently had to be postponed, but what's coming up when, we're, <laughs> when we can get back to normal, whatever normal might be? Okay, when yeah, when we're back to normal, as in at least being able to go do the things we like to do. Yes. Like go to work <laughs> and go to a show and go to the park and, you know. But yeah, so when, when things, you know, get better and everybody's healthy and safe, of course, that's the number one priority. You know, we're definitely going to be touring within this moment in Black Veil Brides and Dead. Okay. So um, that is definitely happening. It's not canceled. It's just pushed to a safer time so that is under contract confirmed we're going to be doing that when is the question for that um so that is definitely happening we're still very excited after that we're probably going to be doing another support tour um in the u.s okay and then we're hoping for a world tour or a europe tour in 2021 
So we will finally go to Europe. Excellent. Um, Excellent. We, we have a lot of fans in Europe, but we don't, we've never been there. And uh, so we're hoping that will happen in 2021 with everything happening now you know, a lot of our U.S. tours might be pushed to 2021, and then that would push the Europe tour. Mm-hmm. But new album coming out, you know, we're, we believe it's dropping at this time, again, postponed with the tour, because we want to wrap a tour around a new album. Right. We're hoping end of summer or fall. So that's kind of like the hope right now, okay. dependent on, you know, our world. And so that's happening this year. Uh, we're definitely going to be releasing the two singles before the album drops, mm-hmm. because we are delaying the album drop. It was originally going to drop May 29th, okay. but I think now we're going to push it to July. Uh, but it'll still happen, you know, so we're, we're hoping that, you know, it's not too much of a delay, but we definitely want people to be ready to hear music again. We don't want people to be depressed and, you know, not working and, and worried and paranoid and all that. We want people to be in good spirits um, to be able to really enjoy our full album. Right. Yeah. So we want to wait. Uh, but we are going to release a single on May 1st and then another single from the new album mid-June, I believe. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah. All right, and well. so, and then there's a new music video, probably another new music video before the end of the year. And then we have our new comic book coming out this fall. Oh, really? And, yeah. and when's the release date for that? I'm hoping it's going to be fall. We have to do a pre-order on it, mm-hmm. which was supposed to launch in June. But with everybody's financial situation, I don't want to give them too much to miss out on gotcha you know mm-hmm. so we might wait on the doing the pre-order but i still might just do it and um get all the pre-orders in so we can actually pay for it to be printed right by the fall i'd like it to be released on halloween excellent okay cool so i mean on that note i want people to be able to find you and keep up with all these things so plug your website mm-hmm. all your social media whatever you got just throw it all out there okay so anything on facebook instagram twitter we are raven black band so if you look that up on facebook raven black band you'll find us on Google, if you Google us, or directly on Facebook. And then our website is actually www.ravensrejects.com. And you can see our music videos, you can read about us, all kinds of stuff there. Awesome. Um, And we have a fan club. So if you want to join the Ravens Rejects official fan club, um, you can click on that link on our website and learn more about it. And then merch, 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 merch. only way we're making money nowadays is bit.ly, which is bit.ly forward slash Raven Black merch. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I truly appreciate it. I know we were, we were trying to nail it down for a couple of weeks. And yeah. this this was a really great interview, like seriously interesting. And just, I'm thank just, you, Robbie. I'm impressed. Oh, well, I wasn't trying to impress you. I just answering your questions, but I really appreciate the interest and, and you had great questions. And I really appreciate that. You know, you had very you know, thoughtful and, and actually, you know, doing the homework and doing the research and knowing more about us and wanting to learn more about us. So we really appreciate that a yeah, lot. Of course, I'm a fan. I was a fan before I saw you guys at that <laughs> show. And it was just cool for, uh, you know, Jack to introduce me and everything. So, you know, hopefully, cool. hopefully I get to see you guys again. And thank you for definitely, being out. Definitely. And you know what, if we do do the tour and we're, we come into your city, uh, we can do a live one, you know? Oh, yeah, that would be excellent. We can live in person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can definitely put you on the guest list and stuff like that. Okay, perfect. Then I will be in touch with you when that happens. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. You have a good night. Stay safe. Oh, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Back okay, at you. Thanks. Okay, bye.
All right, Rock Soldiers, I hope you enjoyed that interview. That was intense. I am seriously blown away by those stories, uh, the songwriting style, uh, where they come from, the inspirations behind them. So if you haven't heard of Raven Black, I hope you will go and check them out. You can find their music on Spotify and, and Apple, of course. And, you know, support the band, buy the merch. Everybody's, you know, having postponed shows and, and canceled shows and things like that. So if you got a little extra and you're a fan, definitely go over and check them out. And we will catch you next time on the All Bets Are Off podcast. Seating presentation has been brought to you by the Gear Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.